Ciao a tutti and welcome to Italianando, the Italian podcast brought to you by Francesca Francario. Ciao, salve a tutti e tutte e bentornati con un nuovo episodio. In this episode, we'll be talking about one of the most Italian traditions ever, <laughs> il Festival di Sanremo. This is a music festival and it takes place every year and this year is actually its 71st edition. It's held in the Ariston Theatre in Sanremo, which is a town in Liguria, a region in the north, and it's organised by RAI, which is the biggest national broadcasting company in Italy. The festival will start on March 2nd, which I believe is the Tuesday, and finish on the 6th, the Saturday, so it's five five days and whoever wins will join the Eurovision contest which is you know the the it the famous um English music festival and for the first time in history it will take place without a an audience just because you know due to covid and all this uh, social distancing there's usually two main categories that will be competing there's campioni which me- which means champions which consists of 26 singers, and then nuove proposte, um, let's say kind of this means new entries, new singers, new artists. Le nuove proposte, they consist, the category consists of eight singers. The festival is pre- presented by Amadeus, an Italian television and radio presenter, and he will host different guests throughout the five nights of the show. And actually this year, Gaetano Castelli is once again the stage designer for the 19th time. But this time, this year, he was joined by his daughter, Chiara. And the stage is conceived as a spaceship and as a sort of stargate towards a a better future. So why is this festival in Sanremo? Let's have a look at some curiosities and facts about this festival. So you might be wondering why a festival so big in Italy is in a little town like Sanremo and not in some, I don't know, bigger town, like bigger city like Rome, Florence or Venice. So in the past, actually, a similar festival was organized in Pescara, which is in Abruzzo and Rome and I believe Rimini, uh, Rimini as well. But it wasn't as successful. So in the end, they just decided to do it in Sanremo because it's, um, it was a holiday resort for the cities in the north, um, and so it was pretty well known. The first edition was held in 1951 on the 29th of January as an attempt to revive the local tourism in the area during the winter season, because, you know, seaside towns, they like pretty dead during that time. And in 1955, um, it started being broadcasted by the RAI, which, which is you know, what I mentioned before, the Italian broadcasting company. And its success exploded because before that, it could only be followed on radio. But then once Rai started broadcasting it um, on television, obviously a lot more people started following it. And in the first edition, I believe, there were only three singers and about 20 songs. Because at the time, it wasn't important showing off the artist, but just the songs that they were singing. But then they imposed the rule of just one song per artist as they recognised the importance of the artist itself, of the singer, instead of the actual song. So from then, um, like a, a person could only bring one song and nothing else. 
and actually one of the most famous Italian songs in our history, Nel Blu Dipinto di Blu, was presented at the Sanremo Festival in 1958 and the song was then retitled as Volare, which you definitely for sure <laughs> have heard about it. So it's this one here, I'm just playing uh, a little bit of it. So yeah, it's this one, you, you definitely know it. Um, if not, go and check it out because it's a great song. And it's sung by Domenico Modugno and of course it won that, the 1958 edition. So let's just have a look at some other like little facts, interesting facts about um, this festival. Well, this next one is not as interesting and fun. But, but in, 1970, uh, in 1967, Luigi Tenco, an Italian singer and songwriter who joined the festival with the song Ciao Amore Ciao, which means uh, hello, love, hello. But amore in this case is more like, I don't know, hello, baby, hello, something like that. And the song actually wasn't liked by the audience and, and it didn't make it to the final round of the competition. So the singer was really upset about this. And when he got back to his hotel room, he killed himself, um, leaving a note saying that he didn't do it because he didn't love life. But he, di- he did it in sign of protest against an audience and, uh, and like against the people who didn't understand or appreciate Italian music enough. That edition was a little bit of a tragic one. <laughs> Every year as well, uh, many international singers welcome, welcomed to sing at the festival. And in 1968, Louis Armstrong was invited, who also sang in Italian. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> but he, he didn't understand that he was meant to sing just for a couple of minutes on the stage. But he went over the actual time that they established in the first place. Um, And because of this, one of the presenters at the time had to stop him. Like, can you imagine stopping Louis Armstrong from singing? (laughs) Oh my God. But anyway, then after that, uh, Armstrong said that he thought he had to play for longer because according to him, they paid him too much money for just a couple of minutes on stage. A little bit weird, but (laughs) yeah, that's the story behind that. Another fun fact, uh, in 1980, Roberto Benigni, a famous Italian director, actor, and even television presenter, uh, interrupted the show because him and Olimpia Carlisi, an Italian actress, um, an Italian actress, started kissing very passionately on stage. A kiss that lasted probably about 45 seconds, I believe. <laughs> and um, and then I had to leave the stage. And I actually had to go and check the video out because it was really funny. Like I needed to, to watch the scene. Um, and I'll probably leave the link in the blog post of this episode on my website. So you can go and check the video out on italianando.com and another funny story actually in 1984 queen were invited to that edition to present radio gaga but they told freddie mercury to sing in playback like oh my god like telling freddie mercury to sing in playback like what the hell (laughs) unbelievable like i was so shocked about this um and obviously he wasn't happy uh, about singing in playback of course like for obvious reasons so when he was singing he, he he kept moving away the microphone from his mouth so to let people see that it was playback and it wasn't him singing yeah so these are like some little facts about some past editions which i thought were quite quite interesting to share with you and in this year's edition some of the singers that will appear 
are Fedez, uh, which I love. Um, he's a really cool guy and actually like his songs as well. And Francesca Michelin. And I think they're going to sing a song, uh, do it a song. Then there's Arisa, Francesco Renga, Fulminacci, just to mention a few. But there's 26 of them plus eight new uh new artists so i was never interested in in this festival till i moved to the uk because it was just then that i actually started listening to a lot of italian music maybe it was just like missing home or something but <laughs> i started to become obsessed with italian music uh, and now I'm, I'm super excited for this festival and to find out new songs and uh, maybe possibly new singers as well so that's all for today i hope you enjoyed finding out a little bit Uh, more about the super italian tradition (laughs) but anyway thank you so much for listening grazie mille come sempre e ci vediamo la prossima volta ciao